Hello, everyone, and welcome to PB and Style. This is the number one podcast for thinkups, startups, and scale ups who want to use authentic marketing to promote their brand. On today's show, I am talking with Miss Tiffany Evans. She is fantastic and has been on the show before. I'll definitely link that previous podcast down in the show notes. But just to give you a brief overview of who she is um, and what we'll be talking about today, I want to share her bio with you. She is an award-winning written communications professional while pursuing an undergraduate degree from Texas Women's University, where she was the editor-in-chief of the campus newspaper. She interned as a magazine publishing firm as an editorial assistant. And after graduating with a bachelor degree in English and sociology, she continued rising through the ranks of publishing firms until she became the editor of its print and digital brands. While working as an editor, Tiffany continuously pursued her passion for working with children. Also, as a veteran homeschool mom, she taught writing classes for local groups and offered individualized tutoring services. Additionally, Tiffany TWU, where she earned her MBA. And today she continues freelancing as a writer and editor while concentrating more time and focus on programs geared towards helping children succeed. Her specialties center on tutoring all age groups, homeschooling, and producing business communications. So I want you guys to help me welcome Ms. Tiffany to the show. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. All right, guys, so we are back, and I have with me Tiffany, like I said, in the intro. But listen, before we even get started, I want to make sure you guys remember her because we have had her on the show a couple times. Um, she started off, um, and she still does, this beautiful fashion, um, this boutique. And so we're always looking forward to new things that come out because my daughter and I buy all the time. But yes. even before the boutique, Tiffany was um, a writer a communicator, all these things. And so she has parlayed that into um, a business and has been doing it for some time, even in conjunction with the fashion. And so today we want to talk about that. So what's up, girl? What's up, what's up? Okay, let's dive into some of these questions because um, we know you have a wealth of answers for us. (laughs) All right. So, okay, so the first thing I want us to think about is the fact that um, we, you know, we're all in this, the middle of this COVID-19 situation and, you yes. know, school has shut down and yes. we're all like trying to teach our kids how to do stuff and nobody knows. And you know me, you know, I am one of those moms <laughs> who's like, why are they out of school again? What in the world? I don't need them at home with me. They need to be at school. So there are parents like that. Um, at home, I'm sure, listening to this. So girls, ladies, gentlemen, if that's you, listen, we can have a club. We don't have to be those moms that love being at home with our kids. But <laughs> Tiffany happens to be one of those wonderful mothers. Not that we aren't wonderful mothers, ladies, because I know I'm awesome. But All wonderful and awesome. I just yes. don't, I don't want to <laughs> teach my kids at school, at home. I don't want to. But anyway, <laughs> Tiffany is amazing at what she does. And so we want to ask her a couple questions. Um, but we're going to get started with a little bit about her, a little bit more personal things about her. So, all right, Tiffany, tell yes. us about your family. How many kids do you have? 
Okay, so um, I have five kids. See, that's mm -mm, already. Stop. <laughs> You're like right there. Everybody hang up. <laughs> Goodbye. Five kids. No, All right. <laughs> no, that's it. It's over. Cut it off. <laughs> okay, five kids. Tell us about five. these wonderful five children. Okay, I have five. Um, it's kind of like they're like two sets almost. I have three kind of grown kids. Um, one has finished college. Two are in college. I have a son that's graduated and is kind of in between um, his next thing. And then I have two daughters who are in college. And then um, I have two who are still at home. I call them my littles, even though they're not that small. <laughs> so uh, one is going to 10th grade, which I, I have a hard time saying that. She's going to 10th grade and then one um, going to third grade. So. Mm, I, I... <laughs> Just can you say straight jacket, ladies and gentlemen? Because that's exactly where your girl would be if she had. I mean, I have my days. Some days I just kind of like throw up my hands and say I can't. But you know what? That's why you're on the show because so many parents are like me and struggling with this whole idea of like these last couple months having our kids at home and yeah. having to do all these things and stuff mm -hmm. and so we're, we're going to get into that a little bit more in a little bit but how did you deal with it like how girl <laughs> so funny. just tell me like tell us those of us okay. who are listening with envy or listening with our mouths wide open trying to understand <laughs> what in the world was wrong with you no i'm just kidding <laughs> but um <laughs> all the time <laughs> it's okay but how was that you know you have five kids you know there are different age groups like you said in different phases of life a grown one two in college two littles tell us about that experience just being a mom um a stay-at-home mom and taking care of them um so um see it seems so long ago but not you know time happened so fast or votes by so fast so when the 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 grown kids were smaller or when they were little, um, you know, and it, when it was time for them to go to, to, to school, traditional school, um, you know, I just, I just kind of had um, an idea of how I wanted their first years to go. And so um, I felt the best way to kind of submit the foundation, submit or, or cement the foundation that I wanted was through homeschool. And mm. so, um, you know, and that was a personal thing, you know, I did, so I homeschooled for, um, for some years, um, and, um, you know, and I tell people all the time, I, I, I wasn't then, and I'm still not now, one of those uh, homeschoolers who were like, it's homeschool or bust, mm -hmm. or, you know, the schools are horrible, you know, um, that was just what I felt was great for you my- You just had an idea for the foundation of your children's education- right. And you wanted to be the one to provide that. I and I it. wanted to, exactly, you know, and, um, and through him homeschool, I was effectively able to do that. For those awesome. who didn't want to go down that road, I would tell them all day, great, you know, do what's best for your kids and you, but um, I felt like that worked for, for us. Um, and I took it year by year, you know, there were, it wasn't like something I had to commit to for the rest of their lives. I'm like, this is what I felt was best for them and for our family at this particular point in time. Um, and there's so many different ways to homeschool and we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I did try different things. There was even a point where I put, you know, I put them back into school. Um, and then 
uh, two of my girls were competitive gymnasts. And through homeschool, we were able to do both. So they were able to, I was able to teach them at home and they were able to pursue what they loved, you know, through a sport on a full-time basis. So it, you know, it worked for us. Mm, Awesome. And you know, it's important for us to at least consider homeschooling at this stage in, you know, the state of the world, because who knows what fall is going to look like, you know, with coronavirus and um, the second, like, what do you call it? What are they calling it? Like the The second wave, wave, you know, right. Like just don't know what is happening. So I, I think this podcast interview is timely because some of us parents just don't have we just don't know. Like, I just don't know. And I'm so thankful that my youngest is a senior in high school this year. And she's, wow, she's a senior. She's a senior. She's officially a senior. And we're really excited and sad at the same time. Um, But, you know, I'm so glad and thankful that she's a senior because honestly, she's got it under control. I don't have to do anything. Like Mm -hmm. she knows she's like, she's very independent. She's a great self-starter. She doesn't need my help. So I'm not going to be one of those parents who has to take on a large role with this new coming year if for some reason we aren't able to go back. And honestly, I'm not sure that I'll be sending her anyway. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not confident that I'm that that's going to be a decision I make, but, you know, we'll see. But yeah. I'm so glad to be having this conversation because I think um, with us monitoring that situation, um, it is time for us to start thinking about the fall and mm-hmm. if the schools are going to be open and if we'll be sending our kids to school, even if right. they are open. Mm-hmm. So would you, are you planning to send your kids back if school opens? No, no, I've, I've already um, started having conversations um, with the girls and um my youngest one, interestingly enough, and I, it's funny, you have to meet Demi. Well, you have met Demi, but I'm just saying in general, mm-hmm. you know, our audience, she's an old soul. I say she's been here before, <laughs> you know, I don't believe in reincarnation, but if I did, I would say that <laughs> has been here before. So talking to her, you know, and sharing, you know, just kind of getting a feel for how would she feel about it. She's like, the virus is everywhere. So, you know, I want to go back to school, but if being at home is safer, that's fine. I'm like, yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) My older, the 10th grader, she's a little more like, oh no. Um, I I don't have plans. um, You know, as it stands right now, I don't have any plans of sending them back to school, but it's interesting. I did, um, I took a poll in um, several of the moms groups and just asked, you know, um, you know, what are your thoughts? If school's open in fall, will you send your kids back? And so I'm still crunching those numbers. I don't have exact percentages out. I'm working on a story um, for my website and we'll get to that later. But um, overwhelmingly, moms are like, no way. I am, if schools are opening, my kids are going back. Now, that was a like a week and a half ago. And like um, a couple of days ago, the CDC, from what I understand, released, you know, some guidelines of what school might look like. And when those Mm. guidelines came out, you know, I'm just kind of monitoring and it seems like the tone is shifting a little bit. Now I'm seeing more moms are like, whoa, hold on. If it's going to look like this, then I don't know if, if school is going to work for us, you know, for the fall. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I do feel like more moms or more families I, I'll say, not just moms, more families are going to be looking 
you know, at homeschooling, but there are a lot of, you know, a lot of families have questions. Well, let's get into some of the answers to those questions, because I know, like we've been talking about, you are definitely a homeschooler and know what you're doing. You've provided tons of resources to people via your website, and um, you do have an ebook that we'll talk about in a little bit that's also a great resource that we're going to link below so people can grab that as well. But, you know, I want you to tell us a little bit about, like, give us an education, like, give us homeschool 101 um, here uh, on the podcast, because I think parents, you know, when it's something is unknown, is scary. It is. And so, you know, we tend to think that, you know, it's just going to be this horrible, like, so scary. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't go to school to be a teacher, you know, type of thing. So, and the other part of it too, which has nothing to do with this conversation. And I just thought about it, (laughs) (laughs) but think about this. What about those parents who have to go to work every day? Mm -hmm. What if they get their job? What if their job calls them back in and then they have these kids that can't go to school? Yeah. I mean, so that's, anyway, that's a whole nother thought, but it's huge. There are a lot of logistics that have to be worked out with this situation. But for now, let's just assume that if kids have to stay home, then parents will have to stay home as well. If it's still that bad. Right. So how can we become homeschoolers? So give us homeschooling 101. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll do my best. Um, I kind of have so many thoughts wrapped around that. So you help me if I don't talk about homeschooling versus e-learning. Um, oh, we're going to get to it. Okay. Help me talk about Okay. All right. One step at a time, right? Yeah. Let's talk about um, homeschooling first so people can... Okay. I want to dispel some of those fears and, and the anxiety that I know is happening, sure. for, especially for parents of younger kids. Mm-hmm. Like me, I don't have too, bit of, too big of a fear. Like I said, my daughter is going to be a senior. My youngest is a senior in high school, so I don't have any stress with that. But there are parents who have young kids and they just right. aren't like, maybe they don't feel like they're prepared. So help okay. them with, with, with homeschooling. With homeschooling. Okay. Um, so first, let me just kind of start... <clears throat> Um, at a very foundational level um, and a dispelling myths at the same time. Um, And right now, let's just say we're talking about Texas specifically, Mm -hmm. because understand um, every state has different laws Mm -hmm. um, related to homeschool. I will go on record right now as saying is we are so blessed to be in Texas because we have some of the most um, support, there's so much support here and the laws are so supportive of, of homeschooling that it's just amazing um, because literally anyone who wants to homeschool can. You okay. don't have to get permission from anyone. Um, the school districts can't tell you you cannot homeschool. Um, <clears throat> there were laws passed and I don't have the exact year in front of me, but there were so many pioneers who really um, worked really hard, who really went to bat for the laws that are in place now. And so basically, just in a nutshell, the law says that um, your home school is a private school. And if you understand private schools, the state can't come in and mandate what a private school does. So what that means is parents, um, if we want, if our kids are in school and we want to withdraw them in homeschool, we absolutely can. If our kids have never been to school and say we have, you know, kindergartners and we want to homeschool, you don't have to get permission from anyone. You can homeschool your child. It is your right. Um, 
if anyone wants to contest that, there's a, uh, an association called the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, hslda.org. Um, you can go to that website and it has all the history there. It has all the laws there. There's even ways to become members. Um, and if they need to speak on your behalf, there are ways, you know, there, there are counselors there who can walk you through the, the process if necessary. But so many times it's not. And let me give a personal, uh, my personal account with that. So when uh, my daughters years ago, when they were, oh gosh, I think one was in elementary and one may have been in middle school at the time. Um, and they were, they were in school at that one particular point, I put them in school, some things that were going on in, in my life. And, um, at that point they were going full-time competitive gymnasts. So I had to pull them out. Um, and so I simply wrote a letter to the administration saying, I am going to homeschool my children. I will be providing their math, their reading, their science, their, um, good citizenship, um, those, those core courses that are required, I'll be providing all of that myself. And I had absolutely no problem with one. Um, one school did question me and I simply said to them, you can do your research. I know I have the right to homeschool my children. Um, if I need to get someone to speak on my behalf, it's in a letter, I will. Didn't hear anything else from them. I homeschooled <laughs> my two kids, it was fine. Um, a few years later, when it was time to put them back in school, um, when I decided that was best, um, they never skipped a beat. Uh, they didn't have to go through any special testing or, you know, I went to the, you know, I took the birth certificate and their social security card and all the things and I registered them and I put them back in school. So there was no crazy red tape. So I say that to say, if you want to homeschool your children, people think, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can. Yes, you can. And that is the name of my ebook that we'll talk about homeschooling in North Texas. Yes, you can. If it's on your heart um, to do it, you can homeschool your kids. That's first and foremost. Um, people ask, well, do you have to go through, does the school give you some type of curriculum that you have to do? No, that's more e-learning that we'll talk about later. Mm. Homeschool, you decide what and how you want to teach your children. So um, there's so many curriculum choices out there. I couldn't even begin to discuss them all on this podcast. Um, but um, there are programs where you can enroll into uh, virtual programs that have a full curriculum made for you. And you're the teacher for that curriculum. There are some parents who choose to pick and choose. Like I want to go, I want to use this program for math and this program for English. And, and you, um, just really tailor a program um, that's best for your, that you feel is best for your child. And you might have five different types of curriculum um, uh, companies that you're using, which is one of the beauties of homeschooling and, you know, in the first place is that you can really put together a program that fits the needs of your specific child. Um, and so there's just a plethora. There's so much so much out there. There's a store here. There's a Christian bookstore. It's called Mardell, M-A-R-D-E-L. They used to have more of them. They're hard to find now. They but, are hard to find. Uh, they closed so the one down in Plano. That I, that hurt me. That I have to go all the way to Frisco now. I used to go mm -hmm. to the one in Plano. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even know. Like, I drove there one me day. Too. That's I'm how like, I found out. <laughs> That's um, how I found out. But uh, you go in there, go to the back of the store, and they have so much curriculum there. And it's, um, and it's all, you know, some people ask me, does it, are you, 
I don't want to mix religion. Like, is, is, is it all Christian based? I mean, we do know that a lot of homeschoolers are do so for religious purposes, but there's a lot, there's tons of curriculum and resources out there that are not rooted in any type of religious belief or faith or anything. And so Mardell is a great resource for that. But, um, and so, yeah, so from a legal standpoint to a curriculum standpoint, um, there is just an infinite amount of information and resources out there um, to help families that are thinking about homeschooling. So um, what I was writing as you were talking, I was listening also, but I was trying okay. to make sure, because I know right now we're speaking specifically for those who are in the Texas area, mm -hmm. but um, I kind of wanted to generalize it a little bit to help those who may not be in Texas to understand sure. a little bit more. So for what I came up with, and you tell me if I'm wrong, correct me, but I just came up with, so you need to understand the laws of homeschooling in your area. Yes. And then you need to decide on a curriculum for your kids, but you can mix and match curriculums. But most importantly, you want to make sure you choose the best curriculum for your child. Absolutely. Which guys is so important with everything because, you know, I'm going to kind of split hats for a second because we're talking about homeschooling, but this podcast is about personal branding and personal style. And I think it's important for the parents who are going to be doing the homeschooling when it's time to decide on the curriculum and how the curriculum is taught, you do still have to know about you, the parent, like how do yes. you best operate? How do you best communicate? Because that is going to be just as important in teaching your child as the actual, actual curriculum yes. that you're going to be sharing. Because if you have a certain, you know, personality trait, if mm -hmm. you have a certain way of doing things, then that is also going to have to factor in in order for your child to have um, the most eff effective, you know, um, experience with, right. with definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, and to that point, which is a great point, thank you. Um, you know, if you're a very structured person and you know you need you need lesson plans every day and you need structure and you need, you know, someone that you can check in at with every day. And then there are programs for that. Um, like I said, there are, you can, you can purchase them. Then there, there, there are even some free um, where you have counselors, teachers, you have lessons, lesson plans, students have to do their work, submit it at a certain time. It's graded. If that's the way you operate or, and if you know, Mm -hmm. Look, if I don't have that, then we're probably not going to stay on track. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then there have, like you said, know, you know who you are as, you, as a parent and know who your kid is, mm -hmm. then um, maybe that's the program for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're the type parent who is more of, look, I know, I don't want that type of, I don't want to feel like I'm being micromanaged. I don't want someone to give me a lesson plan. I don't want to have to check in every day to somebody. I, I want the flexibility to school two hours on Monday and maybe we have to do four on Tuesday. Then as a homeschooler, you have that, you know, you have that flexibility, you have that right to put together some type of curriculum or plan um, that will help facilitate that. Yeah. So absolutely know your kid, know yourself. And then that's, you know, you want to look for plans that are going to work for your family. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you just kind of uh, hit on the point too, with the different types of curriculum and how strict they are versus how flexible they are. You also hit on some of those parents who might have a little fear about whether or not they have to be a certified teacher 
or not. And you don't have to be like, you can do it on no. your own. Just got to be able to read directions. I'm imagining. And then, exactly. and then, but if you feel like you're not, if you still feel like you're not qualified enough, then like you said, there are programs out there where you can take advantage of that experience uh -huh. of other teachers and counselors and things of that nature. So yes, it's always yes. definitely good to know. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you have those parents who we, we've been kind of tiptoeing around the idea of e-learning and, you know, parents, like you said earlier, how when we got the news from the CDC about what it could look like for our kids to come back to school and some of those polls you were taking, like it seems like attitudes were changing because at first parents were like, yeah, school's open and I'm sending my kids back. But when they started to see kind of what that process might look like now, they're stepping back on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to the question of e-learning, yes. which is different from homeschooling. Mm -hmm. So can A, can you tell us the difference between the two? Yes. Um, yeah, just, well, no B, just A. Yeah. <laughs> just tell us the difference between the two. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. So in that, uh, the poll that I'm, the polls that I referenced, um, there's some mo moms who volunteer that information that if we, if we're, um, if the kids are not in school in fall and we have to go back to this e-learning distance learning that we had to do in the spring, then I'll just re I'll just withdraw my child and, um, homeschool. And then you had parents going, what, what do you mean? Like, why would you do that? What's the difference? So um, kind of shedding some light on that. So in the e-learning model, as it relates to this situation um, with, with the schools, our kids were, are, were still enrolled in school. Mm -hmm. They're students of whatever ISD and um, they were subject to whatever the school has outlined. You know, they determine those teaks that the those state teaks, right, and um, and so I don't know about for everyone. I know for us there were lesson plans that we got every week, and you could see the wording in the lessons plans of how it aligns with those with those teaks. And so they're making sure they're covering everything, and they're telling us, you know, they're telling you what you need to watch, what book you need to go to, which app you need to use, very directed. And you're simply administering and following their directions. You're turning in the grading, they're keeping the record. You're, our kids were still students of, of the school of the ISD. That's, that was the e-learning or the distance learning. And yes, it was being done at home. And so when we get into the semantics of it, you have some who are like, well, no, we're still homeschooling so I'm teaching my kid at home. Well. I mean, we're home educating, yes, um, but the difference in bona fide homeschooling is now you're not a part of the school district. You have taken your kid out and you have said, I am going to be 100% responsible for educating my child. So I don't have to follow your guidelines, your plans. This is all mine. This is, again, in homes, in, well, at least in Texas, um, your home school is your private school. 
So you call the shots, you design it. So that's the difference. E-learning, we're just, we're carrying out what the schools and what the districts have, are mandating. Homeschooling, we are our district. We, we, we decide what the, man, we, there are mandates. Um, and that varies by, you know, by state. And again, I think um, the, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, which is hslda.org, mm -hmm. if you go there, usually they have a map showing each state and um, you can click and, and get information about your state. Like every state. And that was HC, what H? Um, H as in Harry, S as in Sam, L as in legal, D as in David, A as in apple, dot O-R-G. H-S-L-D-A dot org. Uh -huh. okay. And that's the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And that's not just for Texas. That's for all of the U.S., and they interestingly too also keep keep uh, kind of keep a pulse on what's going on around the globe because um, different countries have you know very specific rules about homeschooling too. So it's just a very great resource, um, you know, just to go and and get you know very factual information. I'm talking like the legalities. These are court cases, you know. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool, wow. <laughs> that cool, on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's like, and it's just important for us to have those, have that information because so often, you know, like I said, parents, we just get afraid because we don't, I don't know. I don't want to be responsible <laughs> backing my child up. You right. Know? <laughs> you know what? And that's fair. You know, I think as parents, we're all trying to do, um, we're all trying to do what's best for our kids and for our families. And so I get, you know, I get so annoyed when people get on their soapboxes when um we get very passionate about home you know you don't know how to homeschool you're not a certified teacher and then the uh, the other side of it homeschoolers feeling some homeschool take the mindset of you know this is the best this is the best form of education mm -hmm. you know this is best for protecting our kids and protecting our morals and i'm mm -hmm. like guys you know it's you no, you decide, you really have to, everyone needs to do what's best for them and we need to respect each other in the process, but just understand that there are resources out there. To help. Uh, you being uh, one of them, my darling. Well, listen, let me just say this because I think we've kind of stumbled into an area that is a big deal for me and for other people who aren't familiar with homeschooling, right? So, mm -hmm. and by big deal, I mean, it's a scary thing. And then there's this like concern thing. How you approach things in life depends on more than the circumstances being presented to you in any given situation. In my book, Be the Brand, a new and organic approach to personal branding and the BTV Business Journal, I'm exposing untapped ideas to developing a personal brand and how to use it to build quality marketing campaigns that take a little effort, but resonate with your desired audience and increase engagement and conversions almost immediately. Use the tools I give to decrease the overwhelm, fear, and anxiety that will inevitably come your way. To get your copies, visit my website today, www.andreapatrick.com forward slash books.
Uh, so the scary thing is like, we'll start with the scary thing. So, okay. I've always been really good at math. I took advanced math in school. Now that I haven't had to do math in a long time, don't ask me about math, but while I was was going to say, Oh, really? No, no, no. While I was in it, I was the bomb, but now that I'm not, not so much, but what do you say to those parents who are frightened to death about Mm -hmm. teaching those calculus and physics and, you know, advanced classes and like, what what are we supposed to do? Like, what if my senior comes to me and is asking me about calculus because that was a right. long time ago? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even calculus. Gosh, even my algebra. Grader, Girl, I just I made a C in geometry, so I told her I was like, just don't even ask me about geometry. Yeah, it's a square. It's a triangle. Geometry. It's a rectangle. Yeah. Beyond that, leave me alone. I don't. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> so so what do we? What do we? What? How do we, we do? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very fair. Um, and that and honestly, that was a concern for me eons ago when I first started homeschooling. Um, I was good at math, but like I said, I don't remember it. And they teach it differently now. They Even do. My second grader, you know, Bro, was it division? Was the division and the multiplication? It was, it was fractions. Oh and, yeah, and um, fractions. Yeah, they did it crazy. And I told my t- I told one of my daughter's teachers. I'm sorry, I had to give this aside. Yeah. But one of my daughter's teachers. You know, she was like, my daughter was upset. She's like, no, mom, we have to do it this way because this is the way they're teaching us. We have to do it this way. And I was like, as long as your answer is right, uh-huh. you tell your yeah. teacher if she has a problem with the way you got the answer, then she <laughs> needs to come and talk to me. Right. Because this is how I learned it. This is and how as long as you get the right answer, she shouldn't care how you get the right answer. Period. Yeah. Dot. And so I just kind of put my foot down in right. that. Because I was like, this is how I learned. And for me, it was... um. It was division, the way they, uh-huh. they had them going through all these changes. And I was like, mm, 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 mm. no, let's just do it this way. Mm-mm. Yeah, I see. I, we haven't even gotten to that yet. Even on um, just a regrouping, you know, um, thankfully, no. Denny got that. So I didn't have to worry about it. But just seeing the way they do it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand why they do it that way. It's very frustrating. And I, I mean, oh, I guess step. I kind of understand it because they're, Cause they're trying to do the, I think, I think for the longest time, I couldn't understand how someone would use math. Like, okay. So I loved it. I love the whole, I love the idea that one plus one is always going to be two, no matter what country I'm in, no matter what decade I'm in, one plus one is always going to be two. Yes. And so I never really could understand like, why do I need to use this? Like, what is this? How is this going to work in my creative lifestyle? Cause I'm a creative, mm-hmm. right? Right. But then when we started with my children, not, not even when I was going through it, but when my children started going through algebra, what I realized math is designed for mm-hmm. is logical thinking. Mm-hmm. It helps you put one has to happen before two. Mm-hmm. two has to happen before five right and then right. is the result of all of those numbers having to work together mm-hmm. to make it a 10 and that is life life right. is you can't do this unless you do this this right. is not going to work unless you you've managed these things first mm-hmm. or the reason you're seeing you're not getting the right answer is because you have a problem in your equation somewhere else Exactly. Yeah. And that is to me, math is about logical thinking. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, yeah. the question to you is, how am I supposed to teach this to my kids? Because this was 30 <laughs> years ago. So <laughs> 
let's just spill. That was the fear. That's the, that's the fear. I'll get to the concern in a minute, but, but here's the fear. How am I supposed to teach this physics and calculus and writing if it happened 30 years ago in my book? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it is a, it's real. That feel, that fear is real. It's a, remember I said, I have a 10th grader <laughs> she, she just finished geometry and thank mm. goodness she got it because I could, I would not have been able to help her and she'll, you know, she'll go to algebra. I loved algebra. I don't remember it. And so, um, it's very fair, but there's an answer. It's okay. So, um, there are so many, again, resources and some of those resources rest with different groups and associations. Um, I'm not going to name any of them off here because I'll leave out some. Um, I have them listed in, in the materials that we'll share. In your but resources. In my resources, yeah. But there's so many, there are a lot of co-ops here. And the way the co-op works, it's, you know, it's a group of parents, a group of, um, for the most part, homeschool parents. And, um, very talented, very intelligent homeschool parents, right? And so, like in my case, I'm really good at the language arts courses. So if you need me to help you write, help your kid write, read, spell, the humanities, I can help you with that. But math and science, I can't help you with that. All right, but I'm, if you're a member of a co-op, this family over here has a parent, mom or dad, who's awesome at math and science. And so you, you swap off. Got it. You know, Mr. So-and-so is going to help with the physics and the calculus and, you know, Miss whomever is going to help with English and, and mm -hmm, all the other things mm -hmm. or, okay, my daughter would shoot me over what I just had said. I have a daughter who's uh, majoring in uh, chemical engineering. Mrs. So-and-so is amazing at physics and chemistry. And so she can teach your child this while maybe your strong suit is in another subject. So basically the, there are tons of co-ops like that where you go, some of them you can pay and the kids take classes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there are even ways to get some credits, um, mm. you know, for it. But um, either way, kids go there, take classes from, you know, people who know what they're doing. So that know. gets you off the hook from having to be the one to teach it. To teach that particular subject. Okay. So now that handles my, my fear. Okay. Now let's talk about my concern. All right. And this has been a concern, not just like, because I don't homeschool my kids, but when I hear someone. Mm -hmm. say that they homeschool their children. Yeah. I get concerned about their socialization sure. because I feel like kids need to be around other kids. And, mm -hmm. you know, if they're stuck at home with their parents, then especially if they're an only child. Right. And, yeah. and then, so they're at home with mama all day because they're mm -hmm. learning and then they're home with mama all night because school is over. Yeah. And then they don't have any, there's no recess. There's no, you know, peers, no one's, you know, the stuff, the pettiness that happens in school when the kids are together. I feel like that's important because that's life. There's, there are always going to be people we don't like. There are always going to be people who think they're better. They're always going to be people right. who think they're smarter, prettier, you know, nicer. Um, but we need that socialization as we you know, as we go through life. So yeah. it's a big concern. Like when I hear that, and I don't know why I get concerned, but you know, I guess, cause it's like, well, 
that poor child, you know, she's not going to know what it's like to have a friend or have girls talk about her or. <laughs> right, right. So we we'll talk to that point. Socialization yeah. is a hot topic, right? For homeschool discussions, like I just talked about. Yeah. So how then does one overcome that stigma or mm-hmm. overcome that subject matter? Right, right. I love talking about this. Um, because well, you can't talk about it because you got five kids, so they were socialized, socialized with, with in your house, <laughs> just being at home. <laughs> but still, they have to learn how to function outside of their siblings. Well, um, five different kids that means you've covered every personality type. So, so true, so because they are all different. Uh huh. So, um, you, no. they've socialized fine being at home. <laughs> I don't know the right. person to talk to about this. Let's talk to a parent who's got one child. One no. child. All right. <laughs> All right. So another myth buster time. Yay. I love okay. This. I'm ready. Okay. I'm so yeah, there is this myth that homeschool kids aren't socialized. Eh, wrong. Um, and I, I, and I understand where that comes from. If for no other reason than the name homeschool. So in our minds, we see this kid at home all the time for school. And then when they finish school, they're at home. And so they're not, they're never leaving their home. And there's nothing further from the truth. So um, I'm going to say in all areas, not, not just Texas. I say Texas because this is where I live. It's what, I, what I've seen, what I know. But um, if you research the number of families that are homeschooling now, even before the pandemic, but especially current and uh, post-pandemic, they're projected that homeschool is probably going to increase by over 500%. Um, 500? Yeah, those are some of like the, like the preliminary numbers that are out there, nothing concrete. But there are so many, um, there are so many <laughs> resources, groups, organizations, businesses, because those numbers are growing, now homeschoolers are a target very captive audience. So guess what? The skating rinks, the karate, the music, all these places now are clamoring, um, and they have been for four years now, to have programs that cater to homeschoolers, okay? So kids are, homeschoolers are not spending all day at home, trust me. They're going out, they're taking classes, um, you know, they're skating, they're flipping, they're playing basketball. I mean, there is a huge homeschool athletic association, extremely competitive. I mean, extremely competitive. They get recruited from college just like everybody else. There are so, I mean, the world is awake to homeschooling now. And so um, our homeschool families are not being deprived of anything. They are out and about they are socializing, and I would venture to say sometimes your homeschool kids are more socialized than kids who are going to school. And I'm going to be real careful with that because I don't want to be, you know, divisive in any kind of way. But just think about it: when we send our kids to school, they're in first graders are with first graders, and second graders are with second graders. So for the, you know, they're still grouped. You know, they're interacting with other ages some, but for the most part, they're learning in very controlled environments. Homeschool families are often, your first grader might be going to an association and they're learning with third graders Mm. or, you know, or fourth or fifth graders. Um, 
or maybe their siblings are, are teaching them. And so they're, they're learning you know, leadership, um, you know, within their home and within their associations. Um, when I was homeschooling the kids who are in college now, we, we were a member of a couple of associations and we, would, we went um, at least once a week and um, they took different classes um, at the association. I taught classes there. And so they were around other kids. They were around kids of other ages. Um, and so there was this um, mix, very much like what you experience out in the real world. There was a mixture of race, um, ethnicity, um, varying, you know, ideas about religion. Um, we were mixing grades, you know, so younger kids weren't just spending time with their own age. Maybe they're spending some time with kids who are a little bit older than them, um, with supervision, of course. But so this whole idea of socialization, if you really research what socialization is, by definition, and compare that to how homeschoolers live their lives, homeschoolers are very much socialized. Um, I'm not going to say even more so than... Nope, don't do it. I'm going to say it. Nah. So tempting. But, mm -hmm. um, but they are. They are very, very, very socialized because they're not spending, guys, they're not spending their day locked up in the confines of their homes. They're out... Well, you um, know, it's funny. I, I, I want to say this point, which was not on the... Um, not part of the questions that I have for you, but mm -hmm. one of the things you made, you said something about the world and it made me think about what's happening right now with COVID-19 and my job and how I've had more clients onboarded because they used traditional marketing to grow their business. And now they're seeing the importance and value of digital marketing and being online. And I say that to say, when it comes to socializing your child, it, you know, when it's a local situation, when you're in school and mm -hmm. you're considering the socialization of what happens at school, that only happens at school. Like you right. just, that's at school. But when you start considering homeschooling mm -hmm. and even e-learning, if, you know, in some instances, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we can do this, these things digitally, it now makes the world flat. So now not only can we socialize in the traditional sense by doing all those things you just talked about, but right. we can also socialize culturally because yes. we can expand our children's experiences, mm -hmm. um, network, even yeah. relationships, even by using the digital platform and they could have friends that they watch movies with via, you know, zoom from India, from yes. Africa, from France, from yes. Rome, and, um, and so that just kind of popped into my head when you were talking about the socialization and that that's like, they have associations all over the world. And I just thought, you know, it doesn't have to be physical. It doesn't have to be in right. person. It could be a digital relationship that is, you know, we could just like we're zooming right now to do this right. podcast interview. They could do that and talk to each other from all over the world, mm -hmm. developed amazing, develop amazing relationships and be even more culturally aware and right. as you know then shoot an adult you know yes. for that yeah. sake all right so i got a couple more questions and i'm gonna let you go because you also mentioned something else about having kids in college and i know that it's also a question that people might be having about whether or not their child can go from homeschooling to the college of their dreams so tell us how that works and if kids that are homeschooled can get into college which i know the answer is yes but let's just tell them anyway yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And if, if we, um, 
there, you know, if you look at the news and you hear, you see it all let's the time. Not, let's not say Let's not, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you just kind of hear a buzz. Uh-huh, about, uh-huh. The know, buzz around town. The buzz around of like, you know, kids who are 14 who are finished school and they're already in college. And so, I mean, that should tell people right there that. Right. It, and it goes back to, like we talked about earlier, the fact that you really have to know who you are yeah. in order and you need to know your child exactly, so that you can help them perform at their maximum and most optimal potential. Right. And then from there, depending on when that blossoms, like you said, there are people who graduated high school at 14 because they got their work done. Their kids, right. they were hungry for the information. They wanted to continue and they finished early mm-hmm. and they are qualified and prepared and ready to, you know, a tackle a college education. So it's, yeah, I just think I didn't, we don't have to spend a ton of time on that question because it's just, yes, yes, everybody. Yes. You can homeschool your child and yes. they can go to college. Home, and colleges accept the curriculums they because do. they're all out there they, and everybody knows them. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I mean, they still, you know, homeschool kids can still sit for the ACT and mm-hmm. the SAT and they, you know, their college entrance. Um, exams. Now, every college has different guidelines of what they right. require from a homeschool, and that just takes research on everybody's part. Mm-hmm. But, but it still goes back to you knowing your child. Yeah. Is your child yeah. motivated? Because it's like me. I have daughters who are ones in college. Um, I have one who has special needs, the twins, and one of them is in college. Um, and then I have this, my senior, who's about to, who's a senior this coming I fall. Be a senior. I know. Yeah. <laughs> But you have to know your child, right? Yeah. You have to yeah. look at look at what their talents are, what they're like. My one twin, who is in college, she's a creative, right. and she's just creative through and through. Traditional college wasn't necessarily the 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 the, the road she wanted to travel. Right. But she's she went to she's going to college, but it looked a little differently than mm-hmm. some of her classmates from high school. Now my senior, that's going to be a senior in high school this year, like we're struggling with her going away to college. So that's been the topic of discussion. She's like, you know, "Mm, I think I'm going to be close to mom and dad, you know? So yeah, she's not wanting to go. Yeah. She's not wanting to leave. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy about it. I'm kind of sad because my alma mater is, you know, in North Carolina and we would love that. But again, I love that campus. Oh my gosh. We're talking about North Carolina agricultural state university. (laughs) Beautiful. All right, agricultural and technical. Let me get it right. Yes. North Carolina Agricultural and Technical, and technical. State University. Um, Aggie Pride. You get everybody, Aggie Pride. I am Aggie born, Aggie bred, and when I die, I'll be Aggie dead. Okay. <laughs> Just love shout it, out. Love, love shout it. out to G Burrow in North Carolina. Okay. <laughs> okay. So before I let you go, Tiffany, we've, this has been such a great and informative conversation about homeschooling. But before Thank I let you, you go, tell us what you have um, um, coming up. Do you have any parting words? Anything? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I do. I have some parting words and some resources to share. Resources. Uh, resources. We love resources. Mm-hmm. So I will, uh, my, my last comment or, or thought, if I could give um, just kind of a, kind of envelope, kind of uh, wrap it all wrap up. Wrap it all up in a bow. Yeah. Um, home, it is a big, it is a big decision. Um, I don't, yeah. One of the things I really try not to do is come across like, oh, I know everything 
it's so easy. Anybody can do it. No, it's a big decision. I understand it. Um, and I, and I love talking to people about it. I, I hope you can tell you're really excited about it. Um, so it is something you can do, but if you're in a family, you know, if it's a, when we're talking about a family, if, you know, if it's something about you and your spouse or, or whatever, um, it's something you want to uh, make sure everyone is at least on the same page from a supportive standpoint. Um, I know I personally can be very strong-willed and go off on tangents and do things and whether my husband agrees or not. And so it's something I work on personally. Um, but I would say if you're uh, in a household um, where you need to consult with your, the other half, make sure that you have buy-in. You don't want it to be something that you're doing and that your, um, your spouse or partner um, or even your child doesn't want to do because then it becomes a tug of war. So make sure you're having those conversations and really talking about it and coming together on a decision, you know, together. Because mm -hmm. I, you know, it's not always easy. There's some days where you're like, you know well, what? what is honestly? Yeah, it's like I. <laughs> there, there have been days where I, I'm like, you know what, guys, shut the books, we're done. Like the day is over. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll pick up. So you're gonna have those days, and you don't want it to be where your husband or your wife or whomever is saying, "I told you that so. was, Yeah, that was you. You that was something you wanted to do, so you work that out. Don't talk mm -hmm. to me. And and I've seen that happen. So um, that would be my advice: to talk talk about it and try to uh, solicit buy-in from all involved. Yeah, that's my two cents about that. Resources, resources. Um, so I have been saying. Um, Yes, you can. <laughs> That's kind of, um, kind of a chant. Um, it's dear to my heart for different reasons, but I do have an ebook. It's called <laughs> Homeschooling in North Texas. Yes, you can. And um, basically I put together just a very quick um, guide for those who are thinking about homeschooling. Um, it doesn't have everything in it because there's so much. I mean, that would take a whole book. But this is something um, I put together for families who want a little, um, want some foundation. They want to understand homeschooling. They want to understand, like, you know, are they going to come take me to jail if I homeschool? True story. I get asked that question. Um, and then just different things like curriculum and, and, and all the things we've talked about. So I put together that, put, out, put that together, blah, um, homeschooling and next in North Texas, yes, you can. Um, it's an ebook, and you can download that ebook when you go to my website, um, homeschool, or through the link that we'll have, or through the, the link we're gonna podcast. Gonna, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> through the link, um, and it's also available on my website, which is another web uh, resource, which will also be on the show in the show the notes thing. of this podcast. <laughs> I love you, Andrea. Um, <laughs> And both of those are there just to provide information. You know, with the um, website, I'm constantly um, adding stories and, you know, events um, where we can take our kids to homeschool. Right now, there aren't many, but I do have some virtual, um, like, field trips you can take your kids on and just different, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, like, research about homeschool. You can go to the website and find that out there. So I have those two things. And then... Um, Coming up, I will have a webinar um, coming out mid-June um, for those just to kind of, again, walk through that the homeschool process and help those families um, who are kind of on the fence, who are wanting information, just a little boost of confidence um, to say, yes, you can. I'm glad you're doing that in, in June because parents may be facing a homeschooling, you know, e-learning situation 
right very very quick you know april is i mean not april august is is um not far off and it so is not i mean it's going to be your quick now it's a great gonna... time to start gathering your resources making your adjustments and right. learning a little bit more about about homeschooling um tiffany i am so glad you were on the podcast again and i think yeah. this subject is so timely we all need to hear it whether you have an um a concern about homeschooling or e-learning i think tiffany is a great resource for you to go find information about both um and ask your questions she's she's like i said a wealth of information she's got five children and she's homeschooled them all at one point or another um, she's very familiar with um, other resources from other websites and associations and co-ops and all of that, especially here in the North Texas area. But I'm, I feel sure she can answer gen general questions about homeschooling yes. for any state. Um, and if not, she can direct you to the right place to go find those answers. Um, I want to make sure that we understand, home, like, even though Tiffany is here in North Texas, I think that, you know, grabbing her ebook would be an amazing resource for you because um, she's, like she said, she's telling you about homeschooling and about some of these other resources and tools and tips and techniques. And, and I think that it would just be, it would behoove us all to, to have some, somewhat of an understanding, just a foundational understanding of it, because we just don't know what is going to happen in August um, and how we're going to feel, regardless of whether or not the schools are open or not. So, we just want to prepare ourselves. And I think right. the ebook is going to be a great way. So grab that information. It will definitely be in the show notes alongside her social information and her website information. So I want to thank you again, Tiffany, for being on thank the show. You. Thank you. Thank you. This has been fun. I've enjoyed it. All right, guys, don't forget PB and Style is the number one podcast for think ups, startups, and scale ups who are interested in using authentic marketing to promote their brand. Today, we talked about homeschooling, but in the middle of that, honey, you have got to know yourself, understand yourself, and know your kids. And so that is how we are tying in the personal branding aspect. It's not just for business, it's for life. So if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you are giving us a review because the reviews are how we continue to get in front of the right people. So share your review with us. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on my website, andreapatrick.com forward slash podcasts. All right, guys, that does it for this week. Come back next week. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.